All right, it is good to be back on the podcast, and folks, we are talking about demons. We talked a lot about Satan at the end of the podcast, uh, but let's look just at the general body of demons and uh, talk about some of the things that are are common for people to view about demons or think of demons that just might not be helpful. Uh, maybe pop culture stuff that really isn't biblical. So we believe demons are biblical, but not everything that our culture believes about demons is biblical. Well, that they only seem to speak or re- react to Latin. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> or they respond uh, negatively to holy water. Yeah, that, that, yeah. those two things. Yeah. Dang, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm say removing the holy water from my nightstand. I mean, simply put, because the Bible doesn't say anything such as that. That comes through, tra- through tradition of yeah. the church. Yeah. Well, here's another one. Um, uh, it's amazing how many Christians actually believe that the lost in hell are going to be punished and tormented by demons. Yeah. I mean, how mm-hmm. much artwork yeah. have you seen, whether cartoon yeah. or high art? Well, that's Dante right in there. In which there are demons with pitchforks poking uh, human beings uh, in hell, mm-hmm. uh, when in fact there's not one shred of biblical evidence that that is true. Mm-hmm. They themselves are the objects of punishment, not the ones who inflict it the, upon the others. The conscience of the, own, of the human themselves is what will be their torment. And to add, add one more to that, and I don't know if you guys will agree with, agree with me on this, but are they even in hell right now? No. I think, you know, that's a good question. I think demons are in one of three places. I think they are either obviously on the earth, active, doing Satan's work, um, or they are in the abyss, um, and remember Jesus. The uh, legion did. Yeah, right. He said, "Don't throw us there." We, yeah, mm-hmm. we know Don't that. Send the, us there. And we we read in Revelation they came out of the abyss mm-hmm. uh, in order to um, to do whatever they're going to do at the end of the uh, of the age. So the abyss is a is not a permanent incarceration because we read that they come they can go into it and they can come out of it. Or thirdly, there are those demons that are referred to in Second Peter chapter two, chapter two as having been confined to hell because of, at least this is reflects my theology, of the fall that occurred and the sin that, that occurred in Genesis chapter 6. Well, have they been judged yet, or is there a separate judgment for demons? Is there? We talked in an earlier broadcast about level, levels of punishment in hell. Is there... A, is there going to be a, a great white judgment throne for demons? Well, I mean, we're, we're, I mean, we're we do told. read in Revelation twenty that at the at the end of the millennium, whatever, however you conceive that, uh, that Satan and his demons are cast into Hades or the lake of fire. Mm-hmm. But let here's let me just mention this passage. By the way, uh, this comes back to our previous podcast, Michael. I got another verse that proves demons are angels. Okay. Peter in Second Peter two four for if God did not spare angels when they sinned but cast them into hell and committed them to chains of gloomy darkness to be kept until the judgment. Now, there's a lot there. Now, I happen to believe that the angels that he's talking about who sinned is the sin in Genesis chapter 6, which is, as we know, a a very controversial passage. But it says he cast them into hell, and they are enchained or incarcerated there until the day of judgment. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, then, can this be a folk theology, something that we hold to, 
that may or may not be true. And just hear me out and thinking out loud. You know if, he's going to say something crazy when he says, now just hear me <laughs> out. Don't interrupt me in the middle. Do we if, have to? <laughs> if we have in the days of Job or in the days of Genesis cha- chapter 6, the angels looking down and seeing that the daughters of men are beautiful mm-hmm. and then making their move, did all demons or if there ain't excuse me angels fall at once or is there a progressive falling can they still be falling even today i actually wrote a blog post this last (laughs) week answering the question um could the elect angels subsequently to satan's rebellion fall and i i think the answer to that is no i think they're called elect angels in first timothy so it seems to me that, the, that those who did not rebel with Satan are confirmed in their status of holiness. So you believe in eternal security even as it relates to angels? <laughs> yeah. As a matter of fact, I do. I saw yeah. a documentary so called Well, I, I would say this. Once fallen, always desire. fallen. Yeah. Once elected, always elected. Is there an, so is there there an equivalent secure. debate among angels, the Calvinist angels and the Arminian angels? Hey, no. I hope not. Okay. I hope there's enough Clearly, for one. the elect angels that are holy are Calvinists. Well, hey, this gets us to a, a side thing that is interesting, though. I have encountered more than one person who has told me, I said, hey, you know, tell me about this morning. They're like, oh, I was praying this morning. Oh, tell me about that. I was praying that Satan would come to Jesus. Hmm. You know, or, you know, and seeking the salvation of demons. Well, you need to tell them to go and... And read his Bible, I think, is probably, <laughs> probably what he should go do. Hey, hey, first of all, that is a very nice sediment, yes, I think, yes, from him. It's not, yeah. Well, from, Origen, in the 4th mm, century, mm. late 3rd, 4th century, believed that Satan would eventually be reconciled to God. Yeah. Mm. Well, he oh, believed man. a lot of things, didn't he? <laughs> he did. On the apocatastasis. Don't get starting on, on Origen. My big word, oh, apocatastasis, the restoration of all well, things, I've heard, including... I've heard, I've heard other people, even in contemporary settings, not just origin, not to just throw him under the bus, but uh, that do and hold that and preach that a reconciliation. Yeah. Even yeah. Satan himself yeah. will be reconciled. In spite of the think fact that we're told in that. Revelation twenty, he's thrown into he's the, lake, thrown of in the lake of fire, yeah. and, and is tormented day and night forever, forever. and ever. Okay, yeah. so and he are, has no savior because Jesus came as a man, as not, a man as an angel. not as an angel. Yeah. Are, are we sure that angels? Um, have a hierarchy of which Satan is the head. I think we can say archangels. Well, I think the times that he's quoted Satan and his angels, I mean, unless if like he's like the mayor and there are other mayors of other, you know, venues, but it doesn't seem like it though. Well, here's a couple of thoughts. I'm thinking of the, uh, the encounter in the Gospels. I think it's in Mark 9. Where Jesus, you remember the disciples were not able to cast the demon out of a boy. And Jesus said, this kind does not come out except by prayer. Mm -hmm. Indicating that there Mm -hmm. are varying levels of power and strength among demonic hosts. Mm -hmm. And then I've always come back to uh, Paul's language in Ephesians 6. When he says, we wrestle against rulers, authorities, cosmic powers, spiritual forces of evil. And I've always asked, now if... If all demonic hosts are alike, of the same order, of the same authority, of the same power, what's the point of piling up this different terminology? It seems as if he's classifying the demonic host in some capacity 
whether well, in terms of and, wickedness or power or or authority given and, to yeah. them by Satan. And he's also saying too that, that there's some sort of they're actively engaged with in battle, which earlier you mentioned of the passage about these fallen angels being enchained until the yeah. final judgment. Is that kind of why you were saying that specifically those from Genesis six that not all fallen angels are are, are chained? Right, right. right. Mm-hmm. So that, there are, cause, cause like I said uh, in the previous podcast, there are there are angel uh, fallen angels, demons rampant throughout the earth. We know that to be true. Yes. We also know that there are some in the abyss who will be released, according to the Book of Revelation, to torment the earth. And then there are also some who are being held permanently in hell until the day of judgment for some sin that they committed. Well, that can't be the original fall because why would God consign only some of those who originally mm-hmm. fell and not all if they committed the mm-hmm. same sin? So there had to have been some subsequent transgression by certain demons after their original rebellion that caused God or led God to incarcerate them until the day of judgment. Mm-hmm. Tim? Yes. Are, can angels read people's minds angels or demons or both i mean excuse me both both i don't think so you know i think of uh i think of first peter in there we see that uh it says like even angels long to look into these things and so i think that there's a sense that uh that i i think that there's observation i mean think of satan i think one of the aspects of satan is we believe that all demons have seen all of humanity, right? Like they've been around for all of, of history, all of human patterns. history. Yeah, I mean, so I think there's probably a wisdom that, uh, now I think it was Origen though, that also uh, believed that their sin kept them from acquiring wisdom. So it's like you meet somebody that used to be someone that you know, you felt like was wise to the things of this world. And and so like I've known people that like I thought that they were just wise people, and then they start having an affair with with some young girl and they throw their whole life away. And when you meet with them to try and reason with them, you realize their reasoning's gone. Like they their sin has so blinded them to any intelligence their almost. Sins. So so yeah. Origin I think argued that like Satan is actually a moron basically because of that. But then others say, well, no, look, no, he, no, no, he's no. very he's a scripture, serpent, scripture like a wise serpent, otherwise. right? Well, yeah, I would say a, he does stupid things not because yeah. he's stupid, because he's warped. Well, he's His yeah. sin has corrupted just, him. Yeah. To, you know, you ask the question: If Satan knows that hell has been prepared for him and there is no escape from that judgment, why does he? continue to fight against an omnipotent God yes, because he's, he's wicked. A, he, and he's a fool. He, but yeah, but he's a fool like because, he's wicked. because I, he's wicked. I That's think true. his fallenness, his depravity has warped his, his capacity yeah. to think. Well, do you think it's warped to such a degree that he thinks he might win? Maybe? Oh, I think he's, I, yeah, I think probably so. I mean, Revelation 12, whenever that event happens, I think that happened at the time of the incarnation and ascension of Christ says that Satan um, came down to earth because he knew his time was short. Okay, you know your time is short. You know you're going to be judged, and yet you wreak havoc in the earth anyway. That, that's just the, the, the Revelation 12 is already ha- okay. Yes. That's a different podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, let me come back to one thing, Michael, <laughs> because you had asked earlier, what are some of the kind of urban legends and the false misconceptions we have well, your question, can Satan or demons read our minds, reveals several. People have this idea that Satan is omnipresent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's not. That's right. He can only be in one place at a time. 
Um, Satan and demons are not omnipresent. They are not omnipotent. Mm-hmm. They do not have all power. God alone does. And they're not omniscient. Yeah. They are limited in what they can know. Yeah, yeah. don't ever think that Satan is the opposite, opposite of, God. of God. He's right. not. Satan is the opposite of Michael, Michael. or Gabriel, perhaps. Yeah. But he's not True. the opposite of God. Yeah. So uh, what when I mentioned 1 Peter uh, 1... I wanted to uh, make that point. That was... Uh, sorry. That <laughs> was Carrie's jump point. jump in there, Carrie. Tim will always <laughs> steal okay. your thunder when he can. I, do, I know it. Carrie well enough to know what she's going to say, yeah, so I so rip he, it out. Got it, yeah. No, First uh, Peter 1, uh, starting verse 10. Concerning this salvation, the prophets who prophesied about the grace that is be yours searched and inquired carefully. So as the prophets are writing, they're saying, like, what is this that I'm writing? Inquiring what person or time the Spirit of Christ in them was indicating when he predicted the sufferings of Christ and subsequent glory. Verse 12. It was revealed to them, the prophets, they were, that they were serving not themselves but you in the things that have now been announced to you through those who preach the good news to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. And then look at this, things into which angels long to look. So seeming that the imagery that I get is that while Scripture is being written, the angels are kind of trying to figure it out as well of, of what is happening here. What's going so, on? So are you with me on that, Sam? Yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll I, but again, I, I would, come back, to, I would come back to the point you made earlier, and I know this, this kind of language freaks out people, so be freaked out, be forewarned. <laughs> but I don't doubt for a moment that there have been, and it's not because I'm especially important, I think it's true of everybody in this room, there have been demons who have observed and listened to everything I've ever done or said since the day I was born. Mm. They know my nature. They know my weaknesses. They know my strengths. They know exactly where my vulnerabilities lie. They know how to tempt me. So whereas, you know, if, if you had observed somebody exhaustively for the entirety of their life, you might appear to know what's going on in their head. You might It might seem as if they can read your thoughts because they are so well versed and educated in the habits of your life. They know what buttons to push. Exactly. So, so with that reality that you view, are you afraid of demons? Not in the least. Uh-uh. Why? If they're watching you, they know your vulnerabilities, they want to take you out, what, what, why are you not afraid of them? First John 4, 4. Greater is he who is in, in me, me than, than he who is in the world. world. So, if you, so how do you live that way? Like if you, if, if you have, I think probably... I, I've felt this many times. I think almost I've heard this so many people feeling sometimes like a demon is holding you down even to get into a real supernatural zone or mm-hmm. or that, uh, you know, you, you wake up and you feel like there's think, something I there that's, that's holding that, you. That's giving like, them way too much credit. I'm sorry. Well, giving the demon way too much credit. Well, that's well, also I mean, for our around. next podcast. We're going to talk yeah. about what can demons actually do to Christians. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. is a huge question. Yeah. yeah. But. No, I'm not afraid, and and I'd be even more so than the first John passage. I think the Luke 10 text. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, "Remember, these were the average disciples. Yeah. Prior to the cross, prior to the resurrection, before the outpouring of the Spirit of Pentecost, before the victory, who said, was, yeah. even and Jesus said of them, even or they said, even the demons are subject to us in your name. Mm-hmm. And Jesus said, I have given you all authority over the power of the enemy." Now, if that was true of them then, how much more so of yeah. Christians on this side of the cross, this side of the grave? Under a resurrected king. Well, let me give you guys some kind of odd scenarios here, because I wrote a book called The Spirit of the Rainforest. 
I don't know if you've ever heard of you that read book. A book. Only, I wrote a book. Only you would read a book <laughs> yeah. of that title. I, yeah. know, <laughs> I know what you're talking about, and it's like, I, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, it's I'm, about, I'm uh, you know, South book. American shaman, uh, yeah. anim, an, uh, animism, animist, animism, animism. Yeah, and uh, the, the interaction that they have with the animals and mm-hmm. the interaction that they have with the different beasts of the field where you may be assigned a beast or a beast is your friend and, you know, some of the stuff this was written by a christian not, not that different from even native american yeah that's right yeah but it's written Animism. from a christian who got converted out of this mm-hmm. and he talked about the realities of the powers mm-hmm. that came along with this mm-hmm. and one of the things that really confused me was that some of these were very nice and protective and some of them were very uh seemingly uh seemingly by the way, at least nice yes. and protective. yeah uh, uh, out for the destruction of other people and uh, uh, kind of have this hierarchy that is, they have these big plans. Mm-hmm. And some of them just seem kind of ignorant, more like a, like a, like a, like a, like a pet chihuahua or something. And uh, just kind of hung around their, their master and uh, did what he wanted and helped him out and like such. Like a Renfro or something. And, and we talk about the effects of the sin, effects of sin mm-hmm. that it has had on the human mind, and uh, the how how corrupt our minds become, how far off our minds get, how distant they can get from God outside of God's revelation and staying within God's word and interpreting our life through God's mm-hmm. word. Now, I imagine demons don't do this on a regular basis. Well, I imagine as, as that portrayed demons... portrayed in this, this book you're talking about? Is that what you mean? Yes, yes. And I, I imagine that the demons, uh, as, as we know it, are not seeking out God's will. They're not seeking out to learn more. And there's been however long ago they fell, which is another question that I, I'd like to pose but however long ago they fell, maybe maybe they've distanced themselves so far from the fall, so far from what happened. They know that there was something that happened that made them this way, mm-hmm. but they're not quite as clear as they used to be. So you think they have amnesia? They're, you mean they're ignorant of who they are and what they are? In a sense, they're just maybe they think that uh, they're just going to make it in this life and do the best they can, do they and they don't like have. A, a demonic Freud. Tell me about Yamaza. Well, well, think of it this way. Do you have any biblical evidence for this? No, no. Just think of it this way. Yeah, we've got different species. Hey, I'm just asking. We've got uh, <laughs> we've got humans, and we've got chimpanzees, and we've got dolphins, and I'm kind of going down the order of list of of intelligence, uh, all the way down to the. Uh, ants and the wasps and mm-hmm. and the worms. Well, this is, I mean, to me, at the end of the day, what you're describing, I mean, there very well could be demonic activity involved in this, but this just kind of sounds like Romans 1 to where they're uh, attributing all these powers and things to created. Well, maybe the, the demons themselves the, actually... The failure there's a, to, to recognize the creator. They're not all as smart as each other. Okay. I mean, some of them are very smart. Some, I mean... Culpable, yes. Willful, but, yes. In the rebellion, to demonic activity is well, what I'm asking. Let, let, let's look at this way. We we talked in a previous podcast about are there is there a hierarchy among the angels, the holy angels? Yeah. And I think that's there definitely is. I mean, we read about seraphim. 
mm-hmm. and cherubim. cherubim. Mm-hmm. We read about the four living creatures mm-hmm. in Revelation, which I think are some form of angelic species. Mm-hmm. We have Michael, who's called an archangel. Gabriel. So, so he's right? a he's mm-hmm. above mm-hmm. the others. So if there is a hierarchy and a differentiation within that species of being, it stands to reason there's going to be with uh, among the fallen angelic hosts as well. And and you're and then maybe that could translate to what this account of this person is that within these animals even is it, are you saying all this stuff is no no I'm saying among the demons themselves maybe there is a classification that is a, not only a hierarchy like you're the general and mm-hmm. you're the you're the colonel and you're well, the private you know, think, but but that some of them just yeah. aren't as as engaged in understanding yeah. they don't a variation really, in intelligence well, and power right I that's think, right I think, yeah. that's right I think. But C.S. Lewis seemed to think that, and I, get, I would hope that it was based in a biblical understanding because we see that that's kind of how, you know, he attributes activity, um, you know, with screw tape instructing Wormwood and then the father below who's Satan. So he's the, you know, he's the big wig and then screw tape's high up. So not to say that, that that's, it, it that's seems not a that, cor- commentary, biblical commentary. It seems but, to me, though, that Scripture portrays that we humans have a tendency to worship angels mm-hmm. or to like fall at their feet. We and have so, a tendency and they have to, to worship everything. They, they have to remind <laughs> us to not be afraid. They have to remind <laughs> us to not worship them. And so, you know, it, it, it almost feels to me, though, that Scripture is portraying that angels are are higher than us, you know, that well, Christ uh, in was created, some of what, those a little lo- Not created, sorry, but yeah. you know what I mean, a little lower than the angels when he became a human, so that's what mm-hmm. Scripture seems to well, indicate. Does I that just, make sense? I, I just think the creativity of God itself, yeah. it, it makes sense that there would be a variation in um, the uh, creation, whether human, uh, we know there's obviously vast variation in the natural realm, why wouldn't there be in the spiritual realm as well? Absolutely. One thing that we'd have to ascribe to them all is some type of will, mm-hmm. some type they of are volition. Of volition, sure. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. To, to, to what degree are they held accountable is up to God. You know, God is the judge, and He will judge accordingly. Uh, you know, if you uh, were are like Satan, well, I think who in one is, sense He's ju- they've already received a judgment. They've been cast out of heaven with no hope of reconciliation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So now they're just biding their time in one way or the other. But have they been cast out of heaven? I think they have. What I think are they doing? That, that goes all the way back to. What in, we in first, Job. I, I'm not saying that they were cast down into the abyss, all of them, but I'm just saying I think that they were. I don't know. I all thought, right. I How many cans of worms have we opened? I thought we established the biblical case that they were cast <laughs> out of heaven. Now I'm all confused again. But, you know, no. here, here's the nice thing, and I do think this is important for our readers to grab a hold of, is, is that I think as we move on in this, there's going to be some very definite things that we know about angels mm. and demons. But there is a lot of mystery there. And any time there is mystery that is is left open in the world, what I find is people filling in the blanks sure. of that mystery. Well, that's dangerous. And really mm-hmm. creating that's, some uh, some pretty bad stuff. That's arguments from silence, essentially. Because of the obscurity. And, yeah. well, but if I can come back to one other point, I just thought of this passage. We were talking earlier about the fact that Uh, Once the uh, angels fell in their rebellion, that they are unredeemable, that there's no hope for a reconciliation. And I think this Hebrews passage is saying that explicitly, where it says that um, Jesus, uh, through death, destroyed the one who has the power of death, that is the devil. 
And he did this to deliver all those who through fear of death were subject to lifelong slavery. And then he says this, for surely it is not angels that he helps. Now, angels there, I think he's talking about fallen angels. Could be others, but holy angels don't need help. Mm -hmm. Fallen mm -hmm. angels, because he's just referred to Satan. But he helps the offspring of Abraham. And so he took on himself the nature of, of humans, not the, an angelic form or nature, mm -hmm. because it wasn't his purpose to redeem the fallen angelic host, but rather the fallen human race. Thanks for listening to Theology Unplugged. This is Michael Patton. Did you know that Credo House Ministries is the parent ministry behind Theology Unplugged? Did you know that Credo House is a not-for-profit 501c3? We exist because of the generosity of listeners and donors just like you. Theology Unplugged is on track to reach over a million downloads this year. We need the help of the Theology Unplugged community. We need your help to make theology accessible to believers and unbelievers alike. It's about giving both sides of the story, disarming honesty, biblical answers. It's about taking theology out of the ivory tower and putting it into our everyday practice. We'd love for you to join with us by going to credohouse.org and clicking on the donate button.